Welcome to the Success Leaves Clues podcast with Robin Bailey and Al McDonald. Have you ever wondered what makes someone successful? What are they doing that's different? How do they achieve greatness? We believe that success leaves clues. In this series, we are interviewing very successful people from different walks of life to hear their stories. We'd like to remind our listeners that the views expressed in this podcast are those of our guests and not necessarily those shared by our hosts. Welcome back to the Success Leaves Clues podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Life and Legacy Advisory Group. We are also sponsored to you by Aria Benefits. And usually at this point, I would read some scripting that we had done about our companies. But lately, Al and I have been talking about purpose and values. And our purpose is really important to us. And one of the things that we've been doing more and more is having conversations with our clients about what their purpose is and what their values are. And we're finding that if we align on our purpose and our values, we can do really, really exceptional things together. And if we can't, well, that's fine too. And hopefully we can help you find someone that is more aligned with you. But that's where that magic happens if we can align on values. We call them guiding principles, but you might have heard of them as values. And that's really important to us. So if you think that is how you want to work, give us a shout and we can certainly chat a little bit further. I'm your host, Robin Bailey, back with my amazing co-host and bike riding because it's that time of the year, Al McDonald. Al, I assume long weekend you're getting out on your bike soon. Let's hope so. The weather looks promising. Maybe a little bit of rain tomorrow, but Sunday and Monday look good. So I hope to be hitting the road. I've signed up. I know you're a Garmin guy, and I don't know if you ever see any of the challenges, but I've signed up for uh, one of the challenges this month. Hit a few kilometers. So that's my goal, and hopefully I'll be out there. Well, I'm a Garmin guy as a result of you because I saw when you got your Garmin, and there's some features on there that I didn't see on my Apple Watch. So, so far, so good with the Garmin Watch. Just a reminder to everyone out there, especially this weekend, you are going to see a lot of bicyclists. If you are out driving, give them a bit of room. I saw be nice to us. I did. I saw the news. Someone, (laughs) a bicyclist had been hit and unfortunately he didn't survive as an 81 year old. So just a reminder, give them some room because they're just out trying to enjoy themselves. So let's talk, Al, a little bit about who's joining us today. Leading with empathy and compassion has defined Christiana Hurley as a human resources professional over a decade. Christiana's journey began working at a telecom company where she started in customer service and quickly worked her way up building educational programs to consulting for several companies where she successfully revamped or built from the ground up organizations that foster safety, inclusiveness, and well-being for employees to have the potential for real growth. Her approach to working with teams and her natural ability to be constantly curious, I love that trait, and processes that impact real people that never goes unnoticed. She thrives on driving transformation that complements an organization's mission and values while always ensuring employees feel seen and heard. Christiana's educational background is in international relations, specializing in conflict resolution. It wasn't until doing HR for some time that she went back to school for human resources management and then later in 2018 attended the Mindfulness Study Center in Toronto. Her education, real life experience and mindfulness perspective guide her holistic approach to all of her clients, employees and C-suite executives. Christiana is currently in charge of people and operations at the Kyla Fox Center. She enjoys the challenge of developing the infrastructure processes while collaborating with a team of practitioners who are dedicated to providing care to those in need. Welcome to the show, Christiana. 
Thank you. That was a mouthful. <laughs> it was. And, you know, I often hear about, I'm reading people's bios and I'm always thinking, geez, uh, this person's done a heck of a lot more than me. So I know it's always uncomfortable hearing that about yourself, but obviously you're very accomplished. And before we get started, I have to give a shout out to our good friend, Joshua Siegel, for the introduction. And I was saying to you before we started the recording, Josh is just proof of our belief that really good people know other really good people because we hit it off with Josh from the moment we met. He introduced us to you and it was the same when we first hopped on our call. So really happy to be here. Big shout out to Josh and his fight that's coming up. So Yes, exactly. I can't wait. So Christiana, I was hoping you could tell us a little more about the Kyla Fox Center because I think that's important that we talk about it. So the Kyla Fox Center is first of its kind eating disorder outpatient treatment center in Toronto. And now we are fully virtual and we treat the entire spectrum, whether people are diagnosed with an eating disorder, disordered eating, body issues, or any problems with the body. And we have family therapy and individual therapy because obviously we understand that we actively support those loved ones during this time because it's a game changer for the individual for getting and staying well. And everything's personalized and unique. No two people are the same, even if they have similarities. So unlike hospital-based treatments or residential treatments, at the center, we move along in their recovery. So we look at each person in their lives and their circumstances, and we design care around that. It's really, really powerful stuff. And it's a special place to work. It sounds like it. And I'm glad you shared that with us because places like the Kyla Fox Center are really important to our society. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. I did a post yesterday because I had three just amazing appointments. Josh was one of them at a chat with Josh yesterday. And the post was something along the lines of, I'm having such an amazing day. I get to talk to smart, insightful, and funny people. You know, can't believe this is my career. And Al and I have talked about this at length, our purpose and why we do what we do. And we have countless stories of how what we do has impact with people. How important is that to you, Christiana, to know, hey, I'm coming to work and I'm supporting a company that actually has impact. Like, I guess, I don't know. I haven't met any people that say, well, I don't really care. I just want the paycheck. But to me, when I look at what I do, I have to enjoy what I'm doing and I have to believe that I'm making an impact because otherwise I'm like, why the heck am I doing this? Like, if I'm going to work for 40 years, I want to make sure I'm enjoying it and I feel like I've had an impact. Is that important to you as well? Definitely. I think it really depends where you work or what type of person you are, obviously, but it's innately who I am. I feel very passionately about people and scaling organizations or figuring out what matters to employees and coming to work and doing my best work. I don't know anyone that wakes up being like, I feel groggy and I really hope this day goes poorly. I don't believe that that's real for humans. I think that they want to feel a sense of connection. I think they really want to be able to help those. So whether that's obviously customer service, a barista, I mean, it doesn't really matter what you choose as long as you find you know some happiness within it. And then happy people go on to doing happy activities and they want to all come together. And I find it's infectious in such a good way. Like we have our all hands meetings on Mondays and my other partner, Joe, me, Al and Joe had talked about this and it was after a long weekend after Easter and the energy was just low on the Monday because everybody, you know, was getting back to work. And one person 
on that team's meeting was super positive and we could see it affect everyone. And in our partners meeting in the next morning, we said like, that was incredible to see. And so everyone showing up in a positive manner definitely has an impact on the team. So I've seen that happen. And that's why I try to show up positively as well as one of the leaders of the organization, because I know that has impact and it, you know, it goes through the company. When I was reading your bio, you've obviously done a lot, you a lot of background, but I'm always curious to find out, like, how did you end up here? Can you tell us a little bit about your career journey from kind of when you came out of school to how you ended up at the Kyla Fox Center? I'm not sure if too many people like wake up as a child and go, I'm going to be a human resource, you know, manager. So I think often enough, we share the same way where we're like, how did we even get here? For me, it was as simple as I love problem solving and I love people. I genuinely am super interested in people. And so coming out of school, I wanted to work for the UN and I, you know, wanted to save the world. (laughs) And from there, I had some personal stuff go on. I had a family member pass and I ended up being in Toronto and I just needed to find something. And I started out in customer service at a telecom company and quickly moved my way up. And I ended up through my background with conflict resolution worked in the resolution and like irate. So you know how obviously when your bill is incorrect and we've obviously all had that, you would get to talk to me and I would work on de-escalating, but it also just came from understanding and compassion, which then led me to a role where I actually got to go to Africa. I went to Tunisia to work at a third party call center and it was Honestly, someone in the room that looked at me and said, you know what, I think you'd be good in this role and someone giving me a chance. And I did not think that I was ready, but you just say yes. And I found myself catapulted into a people role, which led me to HR and working, you know, trying to build systems and programs to make employees feel comfortable and safe in the workplace. And then I went on to taking several different mat leaves. So this really just gave me the ability to work in a variety of fields. So I've done a lot of advertising and marketing, some legal, medical, and then most recently I was at a tech company and just really fast scaling org. And I had this amazing opportunity where Josh introduced me to Kyla, actually. So going back to good people, no good people. And it just clicked. It was like, if we're going to spend this much time working, and I genuinely do love what I do for work, why wouldn't I be who I really am outside of work in the workplace? And Kyla really fosters that. She comes from like a real place of understanding. And so that's how I ended up here. It was actually, again, because of Josh, which is how I ended up on this podcast. So full circle, (laughs) sort of. You might be the first guest that has, where where did you say, Tunisia? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah, you're definitely the first guest that I've heard that. What I loved about, you know, your story there was, and I always find it interesting that, because I've had it happen to me as well, and I'm sure Al has as well, and I'm sure a lot of listeners, someone will see something at you that you haven't seen before. But the important part about that was you said yes, even though you weren't necessarily ready for it. And that's how you create those opportunities, right? And that's how you grow. And I've done that in my career as well. When a massive case comes in, I'm like, oh, I've never worked on something like that. 
but then you have to stretch and just deliver and you get the case. And then eventually like, oh, well, now I'm in that space. And I think the important message there that you jumped at that chance and you said yes when the opportunity arose. 100%. And really, it's I'm not sure if there is a certain protocol, like there's nothing that makes you ready, right? Like people often are like, I'll feel ready when, or I know this will be right when. We're all figuring it out. <laughs> Honestly, if I can impose that on my younger self, I know that that's one of your questions sometimes you talk about, but um, no one feels ready. <laughs> you just do it and you figure it out and you have to have empathy for yourself and compassion. Christiana, I'm curious about one of the things that you had mentioned in your bio, but you didn't mention in your answer about your career journey was your studies at the Mindfulness Center. Can you talk a little bit about that and, and maybe why you chose to do that and what you got out of that? So when I was working in advertising and marketing, I found it's long hours, very, very tight deadlines, working the wee hours and the employees were finding themselves really, really struggling. And as, you know, head of people, I want to find solutions. I want to be able to give them some form of help and recommend, you know, offering up a solution for them. And so I found that I myself started to have really bad anxiety, which then led me to looking up stress reduction therapy, cognitive behavior therapy. And I myself took the course so that I could be able to bring my best self to work. And then I went on to taking the training course because I wanted to be able to offer this amazing modality to the employees. And it's been life-changing. It's changed totally the trajectory of how I coach and lead, but also there is science behind when you are calming others and you are giving compassion to others, it actually calms us down ourselves. And so sometimes we can find it difficult to say kind things to ourselves. So I found myself using the tools I learned at the Mindfulness Center on the employees, and it really did amazing work. Thank you for sharing that. I am glad I asked that question, and I may want to pick your brain a little bit on that a little bit later. One of the things that you also mentioned in your bio is that you are a very curious person by nature, and maybe that's something that you've actually worked on, you know, to be more curious. So can you talk about that, especially as it relates to your career and your line of work? What kind of things are you curious about and, and why? I'm genuinely interested in people. And I think everyone has a different perspective. I find it just super fascinating that we spend so much time at work. And sometimes we don't know anyone outside of work. And I just find that if you can look for similar connections, I think humans are just innately really connected. And so I bring that curiosity into everything. I'm just a really curious person, whether it's talking to you, whether it's traveling, food, I think you can't fake it. I really believe that the employees and friends or in relationships, people can tell if you're genuinely interested and curious. So it's just who I am. And I've made a career out of it, essentially. Yeah, that's some great insight and definitely something that I have been trying to work on myself a little bit more and trying to genuinely be curious about things. I do find that one of the things that I really enjoy about this podcast is getting a lot of different perspectives and insights. And you had talked earlier about your work and we had talked earlier about the Garmin. And on one of our previous podcasts, we had had someone who was talking about exercise and, you know, Fitbits and Garmin, that type of thing and how it was actually had worked against them 
as opposed to be a, a motivator, it was actually became a, a stressor, something I'd never thought about before. It was great to get that different insight and that different perspective. So yeah, I understand what you're saying. And that's a great attitude to have. I think all tools can be used for good or bad. You know, it's really the perspective you you take. Yeah, people put these things out there. And I think with genuine good intentions, that you're right, sometimes it backfires and it works the opposite for some people, or sometimes people just use it for the wrong purposes. So also right, though, we've talked about this so many times offline. And it's one of the reasons why I love the podcast so much, because whether it's our initial chemistry call, you know, when we first got introduced, Christiana, or it's today, and we're having a conversation. Yes, we're recording. And yes, it's going to go out. But it's three people who have put their phones away, and are going to talk for 20 to 40 minutes. And when do we do that these days? I mean, we're always buried in work, we're always buried in meetings. And it's a rare occasion where you get to sit down with someone that you maybe you don't know that well, and hear some perspectives and things. And Al, you, the great example, because I remember doing that podcast, and I hadn't thought about that either. And you go away, I think, a better version of yourself because you've learned something, you've seen a different perspective. But I want to go back to the curious question because now I am curious because I love asking these questions. And one of my passions, as Al knows, is traveling. Favorite place you've been to so far? Ooh, I think Kenya. Oh, okay. Mm. And why Kenya? The n- nature, the people were super, super kind. The idea of like wild animals. I mean, you go to a zoo and you see an elephant. You're like, oh, this is how an elephant's supposed to be. And then you see an elephant in their element and it's completely different. And I think, I mean, going back to how people are in the office versus like who they are as people, if we brought more of who we genuinely are, I think maybe we would find ourselves not, you know, having the quote unquote Sunday scaries or like, I got a little sidetracked there, but I no, think- I love, no, I love your answer. I love that you, number one, provided a very unique answer, and then you tied it into us as humans and how we relate. And so that's an incredible answer. And I also see, this is why I enjoy this because we're getting insights here. I know you have a belief that everyone is a superpower. Can you maybe mm-hmm. talk to us a little bit about that? Sure. I can't take ownership on the ideology of it because when I worked at a telecom company, it was Virgin. And so Sir Richard Branson had a huge impact on how I lead today. And he would speak about how everyone has a superpower. And then I later went on and did Maybe this is too HRE, but uh, the Colby score where it's just innately who you are and my genuine curiosity or the way I see the world, I thought like anyone that that was very common. I didn't realize that it was so special. And so I really love trying to identify what employees' strong suits are and what their hidden talents. But to them, they're not a hidden talent because it comes innately. It's just such an easy thing for them to tap into. And so I consider that a superpower because it's something that just lives potentially dormant within you and you don't even think it's that special. And it really energizes others or it helps others. And so to me, I think everyone has a superpower. Mine which I thought was very common, was to make people feel comfortable and safe. And I just would find, even as a kid, people would tell me the most intimate details. And I feel so blessed to now know that that doesn't happen for everyone. And I try to create and hold space for people. And so that's my whole thoughts around everyone having a superpower and why not tap into what something is so easy for you because it might be really difficult for others. 
I love the concept. And I was thinking about someone as you said that, because they're not necessarily even aware of their superpower. It's who they are. And I'm thinking of my business partner, Joe. And over the years, I've seen him meet someone for the very first time. And it is, and Alice seemed to do it. It's instant. It's instant rapport. There's electricity there. And I've never met anyone who can do that to that level. And, you know, when you talk to Joe, it's just like, well, that's just what I do. You know, and he laughs it off. But that is a superpower. And Al and I, we're just not at that same level. We have different superpowers and it works really well for our business. And the three of us together, it works extremely well. But I love, and I'm going to keep that in mind as we grow our company about identifying those superpowers of those people. We might want to chat with you offline a little more about that. So I'm glad we're able to talk about that. I want to build on that a little bit. I always remember back in high school and, you know, high school is a tough time for a lot of kids and you'd always have some of the kids that you know maybe they weren't uh, you know the popular ones or they weren't the athlete or whatever and you know maybe they didn't have a large group of friends and some of those kids got made fun of and I always remember finding out sometimes though that this kid would get up on stage and suddenly they'd be like the best singer or the best speaker or they'd have some little business on the side that no one knew about they're probably the same ones now that are building an empire online and no one knows about so to your point you're right i think until you get to really know people and you find out it's easy to look at the surface and look at the exterior and make some judgments but down below they've got something they're passionate about and that they're really good at and that's their superpower And figuring out what that is. I mean, when asking someone like, how's your day versus like, what really gets you going? And then watching someone come to life and change, I think extracting that, being able to know, it's like being a really good podcaster. It's knowing what to ask, what follow-up question, what pieces of information. It's honestly, it's active listening. Maybe that's another one of my superpowers is honestly listening, not trying to think up how am I going to respond or how does that correlate to my life. It's not for me to judge. I'm just here to listen and extract what excites that person and try to build that into the workplace. So you've talked a little bit, and there's a nice segue into the next question, because you've talked about how you think one of your superpowers is making people feel comfortable and accepted in that. So can you share, especially in your role, what are your thoughts on creating psychological safety in the workplace? I think it's fundamental to be able to have a successful team People need connection. I think more than ever, one of the biggest telltale signs was, you know, during COVID, people feeling alone and going through the pandemic, more than ever, people are feeling like they lack connection. And we often come to work, whatever work might be for you, and you're on a screen. People want to feel heard and understood and seen, and we're not maybe having as much water cooler talk. And so how do you create that in a virtual world? So there are many different ways, but I think to have psychological safety, you have to allow room for error. You need to be human. People need to see themselves in you. You need to be able to be like, okay, my boss or my coworker really get me because then that opens up a place to create vulnerability. And that's where you really are able to do your best work. Because if you know that you can trust that if you make a mistake, you're not going to be reprimanded. And I'm not sure. I think all three of us probably didn't have that as much at work or growing up. And we all came to work and put on, you know, this armor per se. And I love where work landscape is going and bringing your authentic self to work. I think it just changes 
what we're able to accomplish as a team, as individuals, everything is so collaborative. So yeah, I think having psychological safety is one of those pillars that can really bring that team to the next level. Interesting that you talked about the need for human connection. I don't know. There was a study that came out, I think it was done in the US, and it was about the effects of the pandemic and how lonely people are feeling. And that's what you had mentioned. And I think the study itself was done on men uh, specifically, but they said this is essentially the effect of loneliness right now is about the same as smoking half a pack a day of cigarettes. That's kind of the health effect that people are seeing now as a result of, you know, just the change and, and being lonely and feeling lonely. So it's interesting that you had mentioned that. Of course. And I mean, when you feel lonely, it also feels like misunderstood. And if you're misunderstood, you're less likely to, you know, bring up problems. And when you're at the office, you get to see people's demeanors and you watch how, you know, if someone's sluggish, if we're all behind a screen and you don't even have your camera on, how do I know that person is suffering? So it's really challenging right now, but we have so many ways and tools more than ever. And I think this suiting up an armor for work needs to be shattered for good. I think anyone coming to work should be their whole self so that if they are feeling a lack of connection or lonely, we have tools and we have ways to help mitigate that. Good question, Al. I'm glad you asked that because it reminds me, I've said this so many times, I may have said it on the podcast too. I have conversations with a lot of people And anytime I hear someone say, well, my mental health wasn't impacted during the pandemic, uh, I got to call a little BS. If your mental health wasn't at least challenged during this time, I mean, I know I faced anxiety that I'd never, I didn't even know what anxiety meant prior Mm -hmm. to that. I'd I'd heard the word, but I'd never physically manifested itself. And yet it did during that time because there were some challenges going on at the time. So I think it's really important to talk about. And Christiane, I think more than ever in your words, we're more prepared. We have more tools than we used to pre-pandemic. I don't think any of us ever would have anticipated what was coming and, and how that was going to affect everybody in, in work life. But I think if if we can look at silver linings that came out of it is, you know, these conversations are happening more and there's more tools being developed and stigmas are being removed about talking about things like this, showing up to work as your authentic self. So I think, and I'm always a positive person, so I want to find those silver linings. So I think there are some. And speaking of, you know, silver linings and positive things, we're at the point in the podcast for Al's signature question. And I just have a feeling you've probably got a unique and great answer to this question. So if you're ready for it, Al, away with the signature question. Well, it goes like this. A society grows great when old persons plant trees in whose shade they will never sit. So can you talk about any of those proverbial trees that you might be planting? I love this question. (laughs) I think I'm going to approach it from a day-to-day. I believe that my own self-growth and want for myself to be in a good place, I can only help those if I'm you know, in a good place. The whole analogy of we need to put on our air mask before putting on the other person's on a plane totally rings true here where my own self-growth and taking care of myself only betters the employee's. So there's that first and foremost, making sure that I'm doing well and doing what I can to make sure I can bring my best self to work. And then everyday acts of kindness, just being a human. I think we look for something grandiose or we're trying to do something very big. And it's as simple as 
holding the door open, asking people how they're really doing, spending those extra few minutes checking in after a call. We're all really busy, but if we continue doing that, then this leaves lasting changes because if you can leave every person or every situation better than you found it, I believe those are seeds that are being planted. Yeah, I love that. And the fact that you said it doesn't have to be big and grandiose, right? It can be small things every day, just in the way you treat people and being kind to others. I think that's a great answer. So thank you for sharing that. How many times, Al, is, you know, you're walking by, whether it's in Tim Hortons or, well, not for you for Tim Hortons, that would be me. You definitely wouldn't be in Tim Hortons. Al's a coffee snob, just so you know. But just a smile, <laughs> just a smile. And I find when I smile at people, it's it's almost you bring out the surprise and you can see that their day bright. So you're right. It is the little things of just being a kind human. Well, that's probably a great place to wrap it up. Thank you for joining us today and sharing your journey. What's the best way for people to reach out to you if they have questions about yourself or what you're doing at the Kyla Fox Center? Uh, well, thank you for having me. It was amazing to connect with like-minded people and you can find us at the Kyla Fox Center or myself on LinkedIn at Christiana Hurley. All right, awesome. Well, that does it for today's episode. I really enjoyed this conversation. As always, I hope you did too. If you have any questions for Al or myself, please feel free to give us a call or by joining the conversation on LinkedIn. And as we've seen clearly here today, success leaves clues, my friends. We'll see you next time.